This is Linda's Keys to Academic Success. Join Linda Hatfield as she speaks with Muskingum University students, faculty, and staff about the resources and strategies to help students succeed. Linda's Keys to Academic Success is brought to you by WMCO and the Spring 2023 Media Seminar Class at Muskingum University. Welcome to Linda's Keys to Academic Success. Today we're talking about an important topic, the mental health of college students. Recent studies have shown that the mental health of college students was a big concern on college campuses and the effects of COVID-19 just compounded the problem. My guest today is Leah Shire, who's a counselor here on the Muskingum University campus. Welcome, Leah. Yes, thank you, Linda, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Great. Um, first off, just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do here, and anything you want to share. Sure. So um, I am a mental health counselor from Counseling Services here, and this is I'm going into my 10th year. And um, so mostly on a day-to-day basis, I am seeing students for counseling, um, for individual counseling, um, but I also am able to do programming and different outreach events to the campus community to educate um, our community about mental health uh, uh, overall and, and counseling in general. Good. So um, later on in our discussion, I do want to get into the specifics of how students make appointments and what all that looks like. But I think I want to start by talking about what counseling is and dispelling some of the myths and misconceptions about getting mental health and really get to get our conversation going. So how have you seen in your 10 years here, how have you seen counseling change in the years since you've been doing this kind of work? Yeah, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we, when I first started here, um, I think students were more so coming in with um, relationship concerns or homesickness or, um, just kind of overall stress or roommate concerns. And over the the past 10 years, I think now we're seeing students who are experiencing um, more symptoms of depression and anxiety. Not that that wasn't there before, um, but there's a lot more students coming to counseling for those specific reasons. Um, And so they're more mental health related and also the need is higher as well than it was 10 years ago. Right, right. And I've seen that from my perspective, too. So everyone's different, but are there common reasons? You kind of mentioned some of those. The common reasons that college students find themselves with mental health issues? Yeah, so I think think you mentioned it uh, just a bit ago, but I think one thing to keep in mind is that um, you don't have to necessarily have a mental health concern to come to counseling, right? So I think a lot of students or people in general think they have to have this overall huge problem or, you know, some students will call it a meltdown or a crisis situation to come and talk to a counselor. And while those reasons are very much valid to come and talk to one of us, and um, again, with mental health, with I think anxiety is the, the number one reason right now, um, as well as depression or bipolar disorder or um, eating disorder concerns, or even just if it's interpersonal relationships. Um, But I think one thing to keep in mind is that while we can treat those as counselors, sometimes someone might just need to come in and talk to somebody and have a different perspective, a third person party that 
you know, we don't, we're not judging you. Um, we're going to empathize with you. And sometimes it's even looking at it from a different perspective or giving you insight that you may not have been able to see before. Right. And so I think sometimes, you know, we're not, we're not here to tell you what to do. Um, and sometimes students just need to come in and vent. Um, sometimes they just need to like get it all out and like, all right, I'm good. And sometimes they have concerns that they want to specifically work on. So it's a very range of, you know, it can look different for, for whatever you're coming in. And, and two, like it may just be a one session um, or it may be something that you need a little bit more ongoing as well. And I know students, I am not a counselor, a trained counselor, but a lot of the things that I do with academic coaching and mm-hmm. advising, I I end up hearing some of these things. And they say, well, I, I talk with my friends. I don't really mm-hmm. need to talk to a counselor. But we've talked about how the, your friend is going to stick up for you. And yeah. if it's a boyfriend issue, well, we hate him. And let's, you know, so <laughs> sure. and they're not getting the the outside perspective. So I really think that is a good idea. Yeah. Um, so I just mentioned that some students, you know, don't want to go to counseling. What are some things that you think might be holding students back from getting or asking for the help that they think they need? Sure. They they don't, they need, they just don't think they do. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Um, I think for one, um, some people may feel like they're not good at talking. (laughs) Um, So they're like, okay, what do I talk about? Or like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm kind of quiet or reserved and and more shy. So I don't really, you know, I I may have trouble talking about myself for a long period of time. And we totally get that. And part of our job is to pull information um, from from that student to kind of help formulate their thought. Um, Sometimes students may not be ready to talk about whatever it is that, that that's bothering them, whether, you know, they maybe they haven't quite accepted it yet or even that they they may be avoiding what it is that's bothering them and they don't want to come in and talk. Um, and I think, too, like just kind of maybe they've had a not so great experience. Maybe in the past when they were like in middle school or high school, they were forced to go to counseling. Um, for various reasons, and now they just, you know, kind of want to do their own thing, and they want to try to do, you know, do it themselves. Um, I think, too, it's just kind of, it can be kind of intimidating for someone to come in and, and talk to a total stranger, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I get it. Um, but I think part of counseling, and, and the most important part of counseling is, to build that relationship with somebody and to, you know, it, we're not asking you to come in and, and tell us everything on your, on the first time. Like, that's just not, that's not how it goes. So I think it's just, maybe they're hesitant to, to open up and really trust somebody um, with the information that they're, that they're wanting to share. And I will say, I guess we haven't mentioned this, is that um, the big piece of counseling is it's confidential. Um, Right. And so that's an important part, as I was saying about the trust factor, is that, um, you know, anything that 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 a student talks about within counseling, there are limits as far as like, you know, immediate harm to someone else or themselves. Um, The other is like if they talk about current um, child or elder abuse, I'm part of a mandated reporter for the state of Ohio, we have to report that. Or if. you know, they would ever be court ordered and their their information would be um, 
mandated for court. But other than that, um, it stays in that room. And so I have a lot of times students will say like, am I allowed to say this in here? Am I allowed to tell you this? Yes, yes, you are. It's not going anywhere. And so I think that's the biggest thing too, is just the trust factor and 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 being willing and, and ready to open up. Good. And you mentioned the first, the first time they come in. So if a student does decide that they need to get some help, what's the first thing that they should do or how, how do they make an appointment with you or someone else? Sure. Yeah. So, um, Right now, um, if there's someone that that just is like, okay, you know what, I want to check out counseling, I want to give it a try, is to email counseling at muskingham.edu, and that goes to our counseling office, and we will respond um, to set up an appointment. It helps if the student um, gives us some available times or their schedule, Um, but we're also um, almost have it almost have it ready up and ready to go. Is we're doing an online booking through Microsoft Bookings. Um, so we're hopefully going to have that so it's more accessible for students just to log in and make an appointment that way. Um, walk-ins are hard um, just because our, our schedules are, are pretty full right now. But if it is an emergency or crisis situation, we can make time for that too. Good. So uh, when they make an appointment, where are they going? Where, yeah. where on campus are you? Yeah, so we are um, in the in Montgomery Hall, and we we call it the lower level or the garden level, as some <laughs> some folks call it. Um, but the easiest way to get to our office is um, so it's across from Brown Chapel in Montgomery Hall, and you go down, you go in that side door um, over near Brown Chapel. You go down the steps, and then we're right there to the left um, is where we're located. So it's it's. It's there specifically. It's not, you know, it's not like in the basement or mm-hmm. for a particular, but it is to um, ensure that confidentiality. Um, and so some students may feel a little bit hesitant about other folks seeing them um, go to counseling. So it's, it's, you know, it's kind of in a, in a place where we can allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. So what does a typical first time appointment with a counselor look like? Mm-hmm. Like how long might they be? Yeah. Yeah. So first typical appointment, um, we call it the assessment, um, and that is 50 minutes. Um, and that is a time where we're just getting to know more about the student and kind of what's bringing them in now and what's been going on and just gathering a little bit of history and a little bit more about them. And then from there, we kind of talk about like, okay, where we go from here is that is counseling something you you want to continue um let's set some goals um if it's a place where you just kind of need to come in and talk about um you know what's going on in your life um, we just kind of get a sense of what it is that you need okay you have to start somewhere yeah yeah so I know I have walked a couple of students over to counseling Mm -hmm. before especially when they've been really nervous about the whole situation or um I think they might not do it on their own. Um, do you often find instructors or people on campus that are involved in this beginning process? Yes, um, and I think that is 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 something that's an important piece because I think faculty and staff members and even coaches are often the ones that are hearing this information um, firsthand before they before a student comes to our office, and so it's really. You know, those folks are on the front lines with students, um, and they often have already these established relationships 
with them. And so I think it's, you know, yes, they may recommend a student, hey, you know, this is something that's kind of concerning me or, hey, have you ever talked about, have you ever thought about talking to a counselor about it? Um, and so I think that's a really important piece is to kind of like be an advocate or just even, you know, remind them of the resources and recommend counseling. It's one of the good things about this small campus is that the the people on this campus care about our students. So we really want to see them get the help they need. So this has all been very informative. Um, In our next segment, what we're going to do is I I have some anonymous questions from Muskingum students about mental health and counseling. And uh, would you be willing to answer some of those questions? Yes, yes. Okay. Put me on the spot. (laughs) It'll be be a good discussion. This episode of Linda's Keys to Academic Success is sponsored by Chapman's Coffee House. Chapman's is your place to go for a handcrafted latte and breakfast sandwich. Visit Chapman's at 68 and a half West Main Street in New Concord. Thanks to Chapman's for supporting Linda's Keys. Hey Muskies, it's Dr. Hilton from the Department of History here at Muskingum. I want to encourage you to utilize student drop-in hours. It's an opportunity to make sure you're on track to having academic success to ensure you understand class material and upcoming assignments, and to have a conversation about how class is going. So stop in and see your faculty. This episode of Linda's Keys to Academic Success is sponsored by Wally's Pizza. Visit Wally's Pizza at 15 West Main Street in New Concord. Hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 10.30 to 10. Thanks to Wally's Pizza for supporting Linda's Keys. So I have some questions Mm -hmm. um, from anonymous Muskingum students that... um, I just asked and, and put okay. the, the, re, the request out there, and sure. I got several questions, so I'm really Great. excited about this. So I'm just going to read them word for word. Mm-hmm. So um, this is always hard to explain. No one in my family has died recently. I have a good life. I'm not depressed and for, for any external reason. I'm just depressed. What can I do? Yeah. Um, so that's something that I hear um, I hear from students, right? So they feel like their life is great and nothing is going wrong in their life. Um, Everything's fine. And so why do I feel this way? Um, And so it could be several different reasons. Um, But one thing that comes to my mind is that like depression can be genetic. Um, So I tell students, you know, blame it on your parents, blame blame it on your... (laughs) Um, But I think there's something to that is that just because you know, things are going really well doesn't mean that, you know, mental illness or mental health doesn't discriminate. Um, And so it could be a genetic factor related to why you're feeling the way that you do. Um, There could be something else going on in in your life that maybe you're just not aware of um, or just the way that you're looking at things that you, you know, it, it may be different. And I think depression too means different things to different people. Um, and so that's something else that I would explore as to, okay, what does that look like for you? How can we manage it differently? Okay. Here's another one. I used to take meds for ADHD, but they made me feel nothing. So I stopped taking them. Now I'm having trouble focusing on my college classes. Should I start taking the meds again? Well, um, I won't answer that directly because I'm not a doctor, but I think that is something um, that that brings up a good concern is that um, with medication, like sometimes students start to take medication and they may not feel anything right away or um, 
and and sometimes it's just a matter of time allowing that medication to work. Maybe they're not on the right dosage, or maybe they're not on the right medication to for their for their body and their brain to to you know help them feel better. Um, sometimes students will take medication um, and they're starting to feel better, and then they stop taking it. Um, but it doesn't necessarily work like Tylenol, where you have like a headache and then you take it and it goes away. It's at some so. It, there's a reason why it's working. Um, and so I think it's just something to kind of keep in mind. And I would encourage the student to kind of explore that with whoever prescribed the medication um, to see if it's the medication itself, if you need to kind of give it some more time to see if it would um, be effective. Okay. Are there any resources available on campus for mental health that allow students to remain 100% anonymous? <laughs> I don't think a hundred percent anonymous um again that could that can mean different things to different people um as far as like coming to counseling for us like we would we would see that person um but if we're seeing that person and they're out on the quad we don't approach them we don't unless that person approaches us so um I think that I forgot to mention that earlier, but I think that's something too, is like, even if we're seeing you out on campus, we're not going to approach you or talk to you or even say hi to you unless you initiate that first. And that's part of the confidentiality. So as far as like 100% anonymous on campus, I I, I don't think I can guarantee that, um, but there are other resources that can be utilized, such as like, um, you know, you could you could seek counseling out on your own that wouldn't necessarily be involved through um, through the university. Um, there is the telehealth um, counseling, the virtual care group that's available. Um, and so, if that student was to utilize that, um, you know, no one at Muskingum wouldn't would know about that. Yeah, I was I was actually going to ask yeah. you about the telehealth. So, yes, um, that is a good resource that yes. has popped up in the last couple of years. Yes, yeah. Okay, here's another question. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hear this one all the time <laughs> in my office. I want to get out of bed and go to class, but I just can't make myself motivated to get up. What can I do? Yeah, <clears throat> I hear that one a lot too. <laughs> um, but I think there's like a lot of factors that could go into that, right? So like. Um, what comes to my mind um, is, um, you know, are you getting enough sleep? Is there something that you don't necessarily like about the class? Um, do you value that class? Um, sometimes students may not feel motivated to go to class, like if they um, already have the materials for the class or they're doing well in the class. Um, it could be something other than just those kind of external factors. Maybe there's something mental health wise going on with them um, that they need to explore. Um, but yeah, I think there's a, there's there could be potential a lot of different reasons um, why they're not getting up. And I you know I try to kind of help them explore what is preventing them um, for the follow through of getting up. So if, if a person did have that that problem, then coming to counseling might help them work out yeah. what that problem is. Yes, yes, and I've and I've talked with students that have experienced that same thing, um, and usually, you know, we're able to find like something um, that stands out that's getting in getting in the way. Sometimes people just are not morning person people, and so that makes it hard for them to get up. And so, you know, if it's changing your sleep schedule, 
or changing your, you know, if you're a commuter and you're having a hard time getting up and driving to campus, you know, that's something too. But I think, you know, typically there's, there has to, there's usually a reason why um, they're, they're not getting up. Sure. Okay. This is, this is one I, I also hear. Okay. What should I do if I'm worried about my roommate's mental health? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. Um, so a couple things like, first of all, we, if you're concerned about your roommate and you want to talk to us about that, we can like, not like a counseling session, but we can do like a consult as far as like, you know, why are you concerned about your roommate, that type of thing, and kind of maybe learning some different things to kind of help your roommate. Um, but the other thing is if you are concerned, um, you can always reach out to us and we are happy to email or contact your roommate and say, hey, someone was concerned about you, would you like to come in for an appointment? And and so I think we've had students do that and sometimes students want to remain anonymous um, and sometimes students, you know, they don't really care if they, that their friend finds out. Um, it just kind of depends on the relationship. Um, but I think it's just too like talking with a roommate or their friend about their concerns, like, and point out specifically, hey, I've noticed, you know, you, you haven't been getting out of bed or you haven't been going to class or, you know, you've been crying a lot, whatever the case may be, and, and asking them like, hey, just to let you know, you know, you can talk to me if you want to, or I'm here for you, or let's get you the help that you need. And, it, and maybe it's not, a, you know, it's maybe it's not a counselor, but maybe it's someone that, again, they already have that established relationship with that they feel comfortable talking to. Is that something where students could fill out a bait report if there is? Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a great, <laughs> that's yeah. a great point. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the, students can fill out a bait report. Um, and, and again, it would just ask for the like the behaviors or kind of what's going on. And um, students um, can remain anonymous as well with that. That's, that's good point. A, Thank you. That's a good reminder. Yeah. Okay. I have two more questions. Okay. So what is the general time frame in which most patients will see results? Okay. Um, again, that depends, right? Um, it differs for everybody. And I think a lot of it is, you know, depending on what it is um, and how much that individual is willing to kind of put forth the effort and want to make change. And that's definitely a process because sometimes people come in and um, they may not ready, they may not be ready to make changes, but they still are just kind of processing and wanting to talk about it. Um, and so de again, depending on what it is, um, if it's something like anxiety or if it's something like depression um, or you know maybe it's just like a, a relationship concern, um, you know, it, it, it just depends. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't give right. you a direct answer. Right, right. Um, but I think it's just kind of like, you, you know, it's learning the tools and learning different ways to cope and learning how to treat whatever it is that's going on. Um, so I think that the idea is to remember that most of what mental health concerns are, are, are treatable and they, or even if they're not treatable, they're learning they're learning how to manage them you know it, it's not something that can always be fixed but it's learning how to manage that right 
And this last one kind of it crosses between the academic side of things and the mental health kind of things. So uh, this says, I'm thinking about taking a leave of absence because I just can't seem to pull myself together this semester. Do you think that's a good idea? Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I think, <laughs> again, it, it, I would have to get a little bit more information. Um, but I think if if that person is in a spot where they know themselves and they know the challenges of like, okay, maybe I'm not doing so well this semester. Um, and, you know, it, they have this pile of work um, to get caught up and it's very overwhelming for them. I would, you know, maybe it, it encourage them to talk to their advisor um, about what that looks like for them and kind of assess where they are um, in the semester. And if it's, feasible for them to kind of catch back up or if it would be better for them to take a leave of absence. And I think too, it's like looking at, okay, are, do you need some type of um, mental health treatment or do you need, is there, are there circumstances that can be worked on or changed? And, and sometimes there isn't um, life stuff happens. Um, but if it's, you know, kind of figuring out what that is, if there are things that can be changed or worked on. Um, so yeah, I would encourage too, if, if students have questions, just to email us, um, and let us know, um, even if it's like, they're not ready to make an appointment, they just want to know a little bit more information. They can even stop down and see our office and just kind of get a feel for what that looks like too. But I think too, it's just not being hesitant to reach out. Um, so yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. This episode of Linda's Keys to Academic Success is sponsored by Chapman's Coffee House. Chapman's is your place to go for a handcrafted latte and breakfast sandwich. Visit Chapman's at 68 and a half West Main Street in New Concord. Thanks to Chapman's for supporting Linda's Keys. Hey Muskies, it's Dr. Hilton from the Department of History here at Muskingum. I want to encourage you to utilize student drop-in hours. It's an opportunity to make sure you're on track to having academic success to ensure you understand class material and upcoming assignments, and to have a conversation about how class is going. So stop in and see your faculty. This episode of Linda's Keys to Academic Success is sponsored by Wally's Pizza. Visit Wally's Pizza at 15 West Main Street in New Concord. Hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 1030 to 10. Thanks to Wally's Pizza for supporting Linda's Keys. At the end of every podcast, I try to wrap up by thinking about which of the 13 keys to academic success were kind of touched upon in in the interview. And um, for, for this one, I believe that the most important one that we touch on is utilizing campus resources. Um, we have um, so many campus resources that students don't make good use of. And I think counseling is one that has seen an uptake, as, as Leah said, in the 10 years that she's been here that things have changed a little bit and she's seeing more people. Um, and I know, you know, they, um, they have a, a full book, you know, of, of students that they're, they're working with over there. So utilizing campus resources is still a, a really good idea and knowing that it's there and knowing that it's available and what, what happens there. And I think that's uh, a good reason why we did what we did in talking about just dispelling some of the myths and, and things that are going on there. I, I also think that the number one, um, purpose drives motivation. Um, purpose and having motivation. Sometimes mental health can get in, in the way of both of those things. Um, when your motivation is lacking 
then you have trouble finding your purpose. And I think in some of the, one of the questions that we talked about, like, oh, I want to get out of bed, but I can't seem to get out of bed. That motivation is not there. Leah gave us several reasons as to why that lack of motivation might be there. Um, I think students just, um, they don't know what to do with that. They, they know it's not, it's not what they want to do, but they just can't seem to break that cycle. So having the resource of, of someone to talk about who can see from the outside in, I think she talked about that with many of the questions that we talked about um, from students, is that just having a different perspective um, I, I actually have gone to counseling before, and just having someone who didn't know everyone I was talking about gave me more freedom to talk. Plus, it also she my counselor had different ways of thinking about things than 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 I do. My friends do so, I, and it helped me figure out my purpose as to what was going on there. And I think that's the same with students as well. Um, I also think that um, number 13, you know, evaluating yourself and um, what did you learn about yourself? And I think just opening up and realizing that, like, I'm trying to fix this problem by myself and it's just not working. I'm talking to my instructors and I still am not able to figure out how to do the best that I need to do or break the the cycle of uh, this you know, depression and things. So um, utilizing the campus resource of the counseling service um, can help students learn about themselves. And I think that is an important part of what this counseling um, does. Also, um, getting instructor feedback. We talked about how instructors are sometimes, instructors and other people on campus are often involved in this. We see students in, from different perspectives, and we see things maybe that they, they don't see, or we see it and we can nudge them along and walk them through the process or suggest counseling, um, walk them to counseling, um, be, be an encourager. I think that's what this the small campus has the, the capability of knowing our students well enough to know when they need, need extra help that they may not even know they need. So all, all this to say is that having a resource of counseling and even like the, the online telehealth, all of those things, I, I think if students knew about it, felt, felt a little bit more comfortable about it, it would help them lead to more success um, on if they can get someone's help just to push them through some of the, the hard times they would learn to cope. I think that is one of the biggest things. And Leah and I didn't delve into that too much, but learning to cope in hard times and that that you learn that you can do hard things, I think is is very important. And someone who can talk you through that in the counseling office, I think is, is a great resource to have that could lead you to more success um, that you're looking for. Just to reiterate what uh, Leah said, if you're looking for counseling, you can, um, the, the office is in the lower level of Montgomery Hall on the um, Brown Chapel side. You can also um, email them, and um, there are, um, on the website, there are also uh, phone numbers available as well. So I, I'm really excited that we had this, this conversation. I think it is very important 
Um, it's become even more important. As Leah said, in the last 10 years, we've seen a bigger use for this. Um, I know students that I work with um, could really benefit from just this this service. So I really am glad that we did this topic, and I am um, thankful that Leah agreed, and I'm thankful that you joined us as well. Linda's Keys to Academic Success is produced at WMCO Studios at Muskingum University by Seth Roseberry and Kaylin Shalosky as part of the Spring 23 Media Senior Seminar class. Host Linda Hatfield is an Education Support Specialist at Muskingum University. She teaches Keys to Academic Success, a class to help students dig into skills, tools, and strategies to help them focus on academics and find success in college. Linda has a master's degree in Library and Information Sciences from the University of Pittsburgh and has been an educator for over 25 years. Any reproduction or use of this program without written consent from WMCO is prohibited. Thank you for tuning in to Linda's Keys to Academic Success.